Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me on most platforms with Nick at HyperClean Store. Best way to get in touch, though, go to the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook or reach out via text 918-800-1188. And this is the Community Pub. Hey, fresh off of mobile tech. So this is the virtual pub where many of us with the hundreds of others that came to the live community pub at Mobile Tech Expo got to enjoy plenty of great cold beer. Unfortunately, we will not be enjoying great cold beer today. Just enjoying cold beer uh, as we dive into on the community pub, Bush Latte. For those of you that aren't familiar with such high quality uh, beverages, it's actually called Bush Light. Um, they don't actually name it latte. It's just a joke of disgustingness that we know as Bush Beer. I hope, though, I hope, though, that Scott, man, thanks so much for coming in first time in. I hope that's not your beer of choice, though, as I'm dogging it. It is not. It is not. It's uh, it's smooth. It's cold. And it'll give me a headache in about 15 minutes. Yeah, that's my problem with it, too, is that headache comes real quick. It does. I really, I really wonder what's in it. It's Is it the cheap malt that's at the bottom of the barrel that that's that's why it gives you such a headache. I, I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't. I don't think we want to know. Oh, <laughs> well, we better not. <laughs> so true, Derek. As you dive into it, I know it's not quite the beer that uh, you brought to Mobile Tech for us to enjoy, um, as well as some other people that brought in some fine fermentations. What's your thoughts on the old Bush Latte? Ooh, just reminds me of college when uh, I used to crash college parties, like the real cheap beer kind of taste. You can just drink pound of back. There used to be a bar near me where you could, you could get them for like, uh, it was like they had a $2 special where you got like full, like it was like two, it was like a little mini light beer and then like an IPA, an IPA, um, LIT. So just reminds me of that for some reason, like that IT, IP, uh, um, LIT mix that they used to do. Yeah. Shawshank, what about you, man? Are you a Bush Latte fan? I, I know uh, Lucas is. It's his uh, go-to of all time. No, 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 Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not a fan, and I couldn't find Bush Latte, so I went for the espresso with uh, Bush Ice. Ooh. It's, not, it's not any better. I, I saw Bush Ice, <laughs> yeah. What, what's Bush Ice all about? I, it's just higher uh, alcohol content. It's 5.9%. Oh, because that fixes it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a reason to drink it, I guess. Uh, I brought home a can for my girlfriend, too, and she, she was like, whoa. Like, you know, she's never had it, so she's excited to try it. But she's like, well, that's a big old boy. I was, Actually, that's a tall boy. That's what I was going to say, you got the tall boy, too. <laughs> well, yeah, because I didn't want to have to buy a six-pack. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think somebody said all they found was a case. I was like, oh hell no! All I found was a was a was a 30, 30 pack, and I was like, I kept looking and looking and looking. Eventually, I did find a tall boy, but I asked the guy like, yeah, anything small in the thirty? And they're like, no, sir, this is all we got. I'm like, damn it! Like, I don't want that much bush light. <laughs> like, 
I don't think you can give it away. <laughs> no. <laughs> you definitely couldn't we, drink it all. We, we've got a pool. I'll put it out in the pool fridge. It'll get. It'll go away. It'll get drink in the summer after all the good beers are gone, and you're yeah. It's at about four thirty, and you're like, God damn, I just need a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that buzz going. Yeah, John, did you grab a little bush latte? Uh no, I I did not. Uh, I was not going to buy a thirty pack. I just I just wasn't going to do. It. <laughs> I just, nope. Get everything worked out today. Yes, it has been. Uh, yeah, shit, man, we're good. Just make things happen. Just move forward and just, just, uh, it's been one of those hell of a days. Yeah. Tough days are, they're not fun, are they? There's some days that I've actually, you know, you have just some days that they just keep multiplying, right? Like <laughs> your bad day just keeps rolling into a worse day. And it's sometimes I've just gone, you know what? It's probably better for me to go on home. <laughs> it, it would, I, yeah, probably would have been better, but, uh, you know, I'm, I, I guess I'm just glutton for the punishment. I'm like, no, I just can't do this. I, I can't quit. So we're just gonna keep going. So, I got kicked in the nets a couple more times, and I Ooh. figured, well, okay, it's, it's uh, time to uh, lick my wounds, go home, and jump on the pub. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So it, it is interesting, though, when you aren't going through tough times, throwing punches back like you and I talked about. You know, sometimes you get punched in the gut. You just figure out a different way to punch back. Maybe that's a, an alternative route or a different way. Or like I said, sometimes I'd go home and just work from home. And I knew I was like, hey – I know I couldn't break down again. I know I couldn't hit something. I know, you know, that's just like I could weigh out all the different things. It's like, hey, if I go home, I know I'm safe and I'll be alive for tomorrow. Like, hey. true, true. Yeah, I just, yeah, it was, it was one of those. Uh, it was definitely a testing day, but you know, made it through and uh, got the jobs completed that I needed to get done. Talked to actually some other people that I wanted to get done because I had some time on my hands sitting on my ass waiting for my truck. So. Nice. Uh, it, it worked out. It's it just, uh, it's all about just making, uh, making you the best of your time. I mean, you can, you can whine and cry about things and, or you can really try to move things forward. So no doubt. Hey, Lucas, uh, let's go through and talk about what everybody thought about mobile tech. Let's just go, let's go into the community pub first. You know, what was your thoughts walking out to the community pub, seeing everybody, you know, you started coming on the virtual pub that we have here. You know, what about a month, month and a half ago, something like that. Something uh, like two that. Months. Yeah, and uh, then you get to walk out to the the real life community pub, man. What what was that experience like? It was awesome. It's just this is great time. No complaints whatsoever. Okay, you, I guess no more information. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just everybody spitballing ideas back and forth talking trash about products talking about products we love everybody has a different opinion on everything and it's just good to be with a bunch of people that like to drink good beer and talk my language yeah uh it is fun to talk back and forth about products and we're open that hey everybody's got their own opinions and everybody's got their own views so i love it when people can openly discuss things brandon from shawshank what about you man uh, first time there at mobile tech first time walking out to the community pub what were your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, just like Lucas said, I think the best part was meeting all the guys, hanging out, just shooting the shit, talking shop. And uh, Happy. also everyone told their story, which is kind of cool. You kind of realize everybody's kind of come through hardship and, and made something out of nothing. It's pretty cool. Uh, what do you mean? You, you heard you talked to some people about tough times they went through? Is that what? Yeah, we were all late at night every night. We were all talking about how we started the business, what we went through, uh, you know, 
basically what everyone's been through to get to where they are. So it's kind of cool. Almost everyone I talk to in the industry has gone through some kind of hardship or something that brought them here. So it's pretty neat. Cool. All right. Uh, Nick, what's uh, I see you got a nice little silicone pint glass there. What are you pouring in there? I'm pouring over the leftover stone tangerine express. That's the stuff from our Airbnb. Yeah. That's good stuff right there. That's good stuff. Almost as good as your chicken and waffles. Ooh, oh, really? Yeah. As a man. Yeah, almost as good. So what was the community pub like for you uh, being able to go out there and see everybody? And I think the cool part, I know one of the cool parts for you was how many people recognized you and they were like, you're cooking with Nick. I didn't really anticipate ever feeling like I, I had a presence in the industry and then a whole bunch of people came up to me and they're like, damn superstar. I know you. I know you like, yeah, of course it, it was a dream one day to be recognized in the detailing industry. And I, it seems like I found some kind of a shortcut to do it, which is kind of cool. Um, so it was just a dream. I mean, beginning to end, it really was. Nick, there's no shortcut. You've been coming on over, probably over a year now, right? Uh, I am just shy of two years. It'll be two years on May 12th. Hmm. Wow, you got it dialed in. Yeah. <laughs> I still get the meeting every week, and it says it starts on May 12th. Or started on, you know. Yeah. All right. I want to jump over to Scott, man. Thanks for coming yeah. into the pub for the first time. <laughs> Wow, somebody's got some background noise. Mike, you're getting muted. Everybody throw your uh, your mic on mute, please. Uh, and then uh, that way we'll keep some background noise out of it. Scott, uh, what was what was this? Okay. So, hey, Mike, keep yours on mute, please. Uh, Scott. Mike, I'm going to kick you. Keep it on mute. Trying to. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I've got it on mute. Stop hitting it. <laughs> All right, Scott. Uh, what about you, man? Uh, what was the community pub like for you? That was great. Um, my my wife actually came with me this year, and uh, we we spent probably 30, 40 minutes talking to John, and it was it was great talking with somebody. It felt like we were in the we were in the same place. It was like we were. The, the same person just I, I look like I, I ate his tiny little guy but <laughs> we, uh, we talked a lot we talked a lot and, and uh, had a good time it was funny because I actually stopped detailing for two years and hadn't been listening to the podcast and we listened to the podcast and some of the, pu the pub versions on our way up there and my wife's like oh I gotta meet these guys and so we we had we had a blast and talked with him and I, and he told I I had not even known about the community until the, the drive up Yay. and so I was like got to get into this so I appreciate it thank you guys yeah man appreciate you coming in all right Mike let's hop back over to you I think you're getting into a quiet spot which is wonderful uh, I'll unmute you and uh, love to know your thoughts uh, as you. You've come into the pub on a couple times, and now you got to do the live pub. You know, uh, we still got a lot of background noise, Mike. People won't be able to hear you. Shoot. Is that um, hang on one second. Mute me for a minute, and I'll be back. Okay. All right, Derek, you've come multiple pubs, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, 
you've you've gone to MTE a couple times. I'd love to know as the the journey keeps growing for you. There was more people than we ever thought possible. At least I did. I didn't know that many people would show up, but because we got free beer and open discussions and multiple people inside the industry begin to network and talk to each other makes for a great time. What was, what was the experience like for you? Uh, I think because we have the community and we've been doing the pubs, um, I, I felt like I knew everybody in the pub. So like when I was meeting everyone for the first time, it's like, well, I've been talking to these guys for, for over two years now. So it's like, I already know everybody. So like uh, the first year I went to mobile tech, I was like, you know, I didn't know what to do. I was like, Oh, well, I was like afraid to say anything. Cause like, I, I didn't know anyone. I was just like, Oh, I'm just going to out to the Airbnb. You know, I, I knew you online, but I didn't like know you like in person. So I was like, it was almost like one of those uh, weird, like, um, you know, you buy something online, you know, in the person shows like, like getting catfish, I show up and you're like a completely different person. It's like, but uh, this time it was like, we all just kind of naturally knew we were around each other and it was good. But like, even the community um, event, hey. we were just talking, yeah, we were just talking to, uh, you know, so many people. I mean, like I bumped into, like Nick was saying, I had people walk up to me, oh, you're the guy that does the tap out questions and stuff. And it's just like, but even like what Brandon was saying, it's like, we would be up all night. I mean, talking about detail until two o'clock in the morning. And it's like, you're not the only crazy person that walks out and I walk up to my wife and like, man, you see the swirls in that car in the parking lot. And she's like, come on, Derek, like keep, we gotta go inside and buy something. And I'm sitting there staring at stuff on then My wife's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But you know, I just noticed this stuff. And I'm like, that's a brand new car. It looks terrible. But I think it was the best. Like my wife was even like, how was, how was the trip? And I was like, this is probably the best mobile tech I've been to. Like, and I definitely hundred percent going back again next year. Like just, just getting to be around everyone. It was a really fun experience. Like I was just, I just wish it was warmer in, in Florida because it was pretty cold when we went. I was like, what the hell? That's, like <clears throat> it was 30 on Saturday when we were leaving. And I'm like, what, what? Mm -hmm. That's me but, too. I, I really would like, I go for that, that beautiful weather. I, I know Brandon, you got it much worse, Mike, you know, guys up there in the North, much worse than we do, but here in Oklahoma, it's cold too. We're getting hit by snow just like everybody else. And it was like, man, I really wish I could be in the warm weather, but it just didn't happen. You know, it just didn't happen. You you mentioned, though, it, it, interesting to to meet people and know who they are. You used the word catfish. That that actually came out in multiple episodes as we were recording on stage. Multiple different episodes, people talked about how it was unique to now meet people or at least see them in person Whereas over the past two years, you've only seen people online and you never really knew who they were. You didn't know where they're from. You didn't know whether or not, you know, they were full of shit or they were true about life. You know, you, you never know until you meet them. You know, it mm -hmm. came out in a couple different episodes. Did you hear any of that discussion? You know, do you have any thoughts on it? Um, I did. I uh, like, I mean, a couple of years ago, I know there was some stuff going around where like guys were posting stuff on forums and Facebook and, you know, Facebook groups and stuff, you know, talking all this crap about this, about how big they were and this, that, and then you meet them in person and they're the nicest person in the world. And you're just like, this is the same guy that was calling everyone, like, you know, cursing at people and telling their business sucked and stuff. And you're just like, what? And then you meet him in person and you wouldn't, even, if you didn't read the comments, you wouldn't even known. So it's almost like you can't always believe what you see on the internet or what you see online. You got to kind of find out for yourself. And, you know, when you're, when you're talking to somebody face to face, they really can't like, lie. I mean, I guess they could lie to you, but like, they're not going to be like, 
they're not buying a keyboard. Basically, it's like you're you. They have to be true when you're right in front of them. That's that's what I thought really. But just really? so you guys know, nobody catfished me out of the group here. I, 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 everyone <laughs> that I saw exactly well, how they here. <laughs> yeah, it's not just out of the group, right? You mentioned you yeah. know people in 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 Facebook groups or you know outside of the community. You know, Brandon, what what are your thoughts? I thought it was really cool to meet everyone without being in a business setting. Cause I know <laughs> I was probably a little different from what you guys know on the pub. I was having some fun, but uh, I, I really enjoyed actually getting to know people, which was really cool. What are your guys thoughts on, you know, the episodes where people talked about it and they, they expressed their, their theories on, um, you know, what it's like to have people that, aren't exactly true on social. Maybe some of those people didn't show up in person because they didn't want to be found out. You know, that was something that was brought up. There was, there was theories of, you know, you could do whatever you want until you just get to where you can be. And, and then it's okay. You know, there was multiple thoughts that came out around this topic. Did you hear any of that where the, the different guests on the episodes were sharing? Brandon? Yeah, I mean, I mean, part of it, I believe, is any marketing agency or training or any help you get with marketing, they tell you, okay, if you want to have this customer, you have to look the part. So I don't know if they're faking it on purpose, or if they're just trying to gain the right clientele. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Mike, I want to ask you, because you know, I mentioned the word faking it, you know, there's plenty of people in the industry that, that fake it. Um, what are your thoughts about those type of people? I don't think about them. I just move forward. You know, um, am I still muted? Nope. Okay. I don't think about them. I just move forward. I, you know, a good friend of mine once said, keep scrolling you know, and it was about comments on Facebook. Um, I don't think about them. You know, if it's, if it's, I'm an older person. If it's not positive, I have no time for it. You know, my focus is on positive and positive reinforcement and enjoying the young people around me. Okay. Okay. So how does a young person understand then who they should believe and who they shouldn't believe? Because if there's people that are faking it and there's people that aren't real or people that have a different persona online than they do in person, how does somebody, you know, you say you just don't pay attention to them, but you know, we talk about education we talk about things you can learn online. I, I deal, you know, in, in, outside of detailing, cause I'm a one man show on the weekends, but I deal with a staff in building every day of my life. And one of my requirements of my staff is I have a minimum of two millennials on each staff. The reason I want them is because they have taught me so much. And when I get negative crap about them, I tell them it's your ignorance that is causing the problem. I, I, I think I, I met Brandon. I met the, the whole 
crew of of uh, hyperclean, the posse as I referred to them over Misfits. the weekend, and and I got nothing but positive vibes, and and I was overwhelmed with you know the respect they and they extended to me, and you know there was a lot of love floating around. I don't want to sound too Gucci, but there was, there was a lot of love floating around and a lot of respect. And, you know, all I would say to them is keep an open mind, you know, uh, study the great thinkers, um, study the Stoics, study Sung Su, study the great thinkers of the past that, you know, millennials, I retired at 55 and I came back in at 56 and millennials rejuvenated my career. Those young people that are kind of displaced, at least in my industry, um, they offer so much and all you got to do is engage them. All you got to do is talk to them and I'm ask them you. questions, I'm with make you. them I a part of the system. Mike, I think their struggle is, and what we're trying to really kind of get to is how does a millennial, if we want to use them as an age group or just somebody that's a young detailer, well, how do they analyze all the information that's being put out on social when there's so many people that they're just not really real on social versus the way they are in, in real life. Lucas, I'd, I'd love to ask your opinion on that. I mean, how, how does somebody evaluate whether or not somebody's faking it or whether or not they're, they're real and genuine. Uh, as far as personality or process. If I'm a detailer and I want to find out information, how do um, I figure out if this person is real or not? Well, I, I think it was the Mike Phillips podcast. He said, go through their history and see if they have a Rolodex of things that they've published media that they've been recognized for and proven results that show that what they're talking about is snake oil. And then the only thing you can really do beyond that or meeting them in person is just try everything once and what works, stick with it, continue listening to those people. And if it doesn't work, then don't give them the time of day. At least that's kind of how I weeded through the mess on YouTube and Facebook and all that. Okay. Let's break that down a little bit. So take somebody's advice and just see if it works. And then if it doesn't work, move to somebody else. Is that kind of what you said? It kind of depends. I mean, if it's a bigger thing where it's like, you should structure your entire business like this, uh, you might want to get some advice from a few people that you respect in person, just in the world of business. I've been fortunate enough to, be connected locally with a lot of really very successful entrepreneurial people that have built very successful companies. Even my former boss, when I told him I was quitting, he, we sat down for a couple hours at lunch on my last day. And we, we spent, he's just basically gave me all the secrets to his company that he followed that worked for him. And I've implemented a few of those in mine and hoping it, it so far it's gone good. And I think you just, you need to, yeah. Okay. Some of the advice that was put out during Corona was for detailers to shut their doors. Some advice that we said was go to the front lines and clean. Some of the advice in 16, 17, 18 was 
nothing but full corrections and multi-layer coatings. And now there's plenty of people that were talking about how to do faster processes, do one steps. You know what? Who's real and who's not? Who's who's moving around and who's not? You know what? What's your thoughts, Derek? As you began to to get into detailing and try and go more, and I know there's plenty of people that reach out to you for advice on knee pads, you know, because that's where your expertise is. You know, how did you reach out or how did you figure out from people which direction you should go? Well. I mean, I think when I went to Mobile Tech the first the first year, uh, we did the me and you did a podcast uh, where we basically talked about like you know how I learned, and uh, I I think I said I graduated from the uh, the YouTube University. Like I never actually went to a formal training. Um, I have gone to a few trainings now, but um, for me, it was oh my God, it was like a lot of kind of like almost like what what uh, what Lucas just said. It was like picking picking and choosing my information, but I, I kind of did the same thing where I would go and try things for myself, but I wouldn't let anything like concrete, of, like this is what I'm going to do for my entire business and nothing, no other opinion. So like, I would kind of like almost like cherry pick information um, until I found something that worked for me. And I kind of put my own spin on the th- on this stuff because like, you know, you can listen to a lot of these guys and just like, listen, do exactly what they say. And then you can read it like, okay, this is exactly what you got to do. But most of the time, most of those, like, this is exactly this, this, this is the method that they want to do. It doesn't really fit you. Like it's almost like a puzzle. It doesn't really fit into your, your way that you do work. So I would always kind of morph things into my own little, like I'll take a little bit here, take a little bit there, mix it all together. And that was my process really. It's like, so when I, when I first started out, I thought I had to do, you know, I had to get a, you know, like a, a dashboard cleaner. I had to get leather cleaner. And I had, so finally I, I eliminated all the extra cleaners and just went down to, you know, just APC. No, you're not supposed to spray it all over door panels now, according to the Facebook group. So, but um, I didn't start out with, uh, you know, with uh, basically as I would work more and I would, you know, once you got paid for, once I started getting paid to do details and stuff, I'd be like, man, there's gotta be a better way. So then I started looking more on YouTube and looking more in forums to try to get faster at my process and stuff. So the point now where I got it pretty dialed in. So like now it's almost like they don't really need to start sending me pictures for the car unless there's like vomit or something in the backseat. Then I'll be like, okay, well, I already know what I'm going to do for that. Um, but uh, like I, I thought, like you said, you had to do like in the beginning, like full paint corrections and before you coat anything. And it's like, and then later on you found out that like 90%, like, like you, like you said, Marty, like 90% of the time you do a full paint correction however many layers and customer comes out and goes great. And you go, well, wait a minute. And you try to explain everything. And then the guy's just like, I don't really care. Like it's here's your money. Have a nice day. Like, and you're just like, Oh, so then that's when I was like, you know what? Like maybe if you educate them first and then you do this car, it's not a big deal, but a lot of it, like I said, was YouTube. And then even with the forms, I don't really like engage per se on the forums and like really commute, talk to people, but I kind of cherry pick information, kind of try stuff, but I don't like, I don't like, it's not the gospel truth that people are saying. Usually it's like, like uh, uh, Lucas was saying, it's like, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to go to mobile tech and talk to you, you know, all you guys and business owners and stuff when they, they were telling me things that like I was thinking and it lined up with what, like they were, they, they told me their process and it lined up with my process. Like, okay, cool. I'm onto something now. Cause like, I know that if they have a successful business, then, 
if I follow what they're doing, maybe I'll do good, but that already kind of lines up what I was thinking. So it works out good for me. All right. Cool. Uh, I see uh, Brandon from Tim's is uh, he traded out his bush latte for some nice uh, breast milk. I don't blame you, man. I, I would do that too. I tried to finish half of mine and I still have this much to go. I, I might have to go ahead as I switched over to little captain and Coke. I don't know, man. It's, it's pretty rough. That ain't that bad. It's drinkable. I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. <laughs> On a hot day, it wouldn't be bad. Yeah, that's what Scott said. It's going to be out of the pool later in the year. <laughs> uh, Marty, may I say something? Absolutely, Mike. So, right after I go to John from Ride and Shine, no, I'm just kidding. Man. Okay. No, no, no I'm just, so, just fucking with you. So, I think it's important when you go to YouTube University to weed out. Brian Spelter from Apex Detail and Warren PA. Uh, uh, Sandro Santiago from uh, Carcraft Auto in Australia. Top detail channels in YouTube. They have been preaching since 16 you got to be careful. You, 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 you have to be careful. You have to lean more towards one steps. Clear coat is getting thinner and thinner and thinner. I think it's so important. You know, I kind of adopted that, that early in my business. Um, that philosophy of being very careful. Um, so I spent some money on a paint depth gauge. I spent some money and I spent a lot of time studying their vehicles so that I understood how much clear coat I was taking off and what I was doing to the longevity of a car long, long ago as I first started. Um, so I think it's important that, that the detailers weed out the 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 be open minded and weed out the bad and weed out the good and always go on the with me I'm 64 years old I got a hell of a lot to lose you know I own my own home I own my own shop I, everything is paid for if I screw up, I put that at risk. And so I tend to lean heavily on the conservative side, but I look at the work that these detailers are putting out and I also look at how busy they are and I say, you know, this is the right way to go about it. You know, a, a, a two-step speed six, 21 millimeter microfiber is not always the best route to take. And it's, and, and this is what these guys are promised are promoting. And I think it's important as young detailers look at this stuff that they, that they, that they take advantage of looking at the what's right and what's wrong. 
and not detail for Facebook. Yeah. I mean, you will seldom see me post a detail. I do a detail every weekend. Okay. You'll seldom see me post that unless you're looking at a Facebook advertisement that I'm doing. I don't put it in pints of polishing. I don't put it in paint assassins. I'm not detailing for you all. I'm detailing for the best for my customers because I'm trying to build a business to retire into. And, And I think that more detailers need to look at that. Yeah, that's good advice. That is, there's some that would say that, you know, they've got to put their stuff out on social so that they get the right view so that people will see. And that's, that's part of the theory, Mike. This is why I love the, I love the back and forth because it, well, there isn't right. I don't know that there is a right answer to this. This is why it's fun to chew on. There's not a right answer. How do you figure it out? Because it's not just other detailers. Let's be very clear. There's trainers. There's people that put out theories of how you should do things and you look under the hood and they actually don't actually own a shop. They've, they've never owned a shop. They've worked for people, but they're going to give business advice, you know, or, Hey, I'm a trainer, but you know, I ran a business 20, 30 years ago. And let me tell you about the way you should do it today. And they haven't cleaned a car in many years. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's part of that, uh, that social media, I don't know, smoke and mirrors in the industry, which, uh, well, you know, there's plenty of people that do uh, fake it and then eventually maybe they make it. I don't know. Uh, John from Ride and Shine. This is a cool part. Uh, we, we got, we've got the Ride and Shine from Phoenix and we got the Ride and Shine from Dallas, both here together, right next to each other on the screen. Uh, it's the Cardinals versus the Cowboys. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> we got smoked by the Marines on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, John, what's your thoughts? We're, let's let's dive into this for just half a second more, and we got some more stuff to toss around. But how how have you gone through in your career trying to pick out who to listen to, whether to know if they're genuine, if they're real, if they're faking it? Uh, how how well, do you do it? There's just two, two main things. Mike is right. I mean, one thing when it comes to younger people or anybody else that's newer in the industry and stuff, I always watch them and observe because there's always something to be learned, uh, whether it's a, a new trick they learned or something that they're, you know, they picked up by accident or whether they something they perfected um, or a tool or something. So there's always something that they can be picked up by somebody younger because when they're younger, they want everything. They want to get tools. They want to try all these products. They want to get real excited about that. And so they're more likely to spend a little more money and a little more time in certain things. Whereas some of the older guys go, yeah, I've already looked at that tool. I really don't want to mess with that tool again. The other side of that is I don't take advice from my sister on uh, marriage advice if she's been divorced five times. So I really do value what someone says, but I also just really take it in hindsight and uh i just learned that all the people in let's say that i've dealt with in the past couple of years out here um it goes it it bullshit talks um and i didn't see any of those cats that that thought they were that good 
uh, in any of the forums, same forums or in an MTE or any kind of training because they think that because they're detailing, that's the only way. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I just, I, I go, I don't take advice from anybody that's not at least um, willing to listen and willing to kind of go back and forth. When it, when it seems one-sided, I, I just, I really just don't have the time for it. I really want to go back and forth because, you know, um, I'm always willing to learn something new. I mean, Cody, one of the guys that was running with us uh, at Mobile Tech, um, he taught me some, some different things because I asked the question, like, hey, you know, what do you use? And he goes, oh, I use this. Okay, now why? You know, and then he's like, hey, let's go look at this stuff. And so he got my mind thinking a little differently. And that's what I like. I like to be able to challenge because I've made a whole lot of mistakes and we're all going to make mistakes. And I think that's how I've learned is by, you know, figuring out the process, but it's also because I'm no longer afraid to ask the questions, even if it seems like it's just silly. There's always somebody in the same room that is willing to ask that or wanting to ask that same question, whatever it may be. And I've just kind of gotten to a point where I like to go back and forth. We can learn so much just by open conversation. This doesn't have to be ever closed on any world. It doesn't have to be just detailing anything. It's just when someone says it's this way, yeah, my conversation usually stops pretty quickly with them. Okay, cool, man. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the input. Let's dive over to something else that uh, we wanted to chop up, which there's no doubt it brings a smile to my face. Is as we've talked over the past months to geez, probably year. Uh, the word influence, how the community, there's the community, has dramatically influenced the industry. And many companies have changed what they do at Expos to mirror what we do inside of community. And there's no doubt that you couldn't walk around and see how many brands were starting to do podcasts or maybe have a a place where you come and sit and hang out suddenly now, or they shoot podcasts at the same time, right? Like we are influencing brands to change the way they act. We're influencing the industry. Love to know what your guys thoughts as you walked around and saw other people doing it, as well as you've been part of the experience of influencing other brands while others come up and say hi to you. I absolutely love the shirt and the hat that I got from uh, it. Listen, you all know I've said it. Pumpkin Ale is a great beer, and Shipyard is, is is my favorite. So to get the shirt and the hat, man, that blew me away. You know that that was awesome. Brandon, what was your thoughts as you saw uh, how much influence the community has put on the industry? Brandon from Shawshank. Yeah, yeah. I um, I thought it was funny that just like you said, there was a lot of doing podcasts, but one was right next to you. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Um, yeah, I also see a lot of things. I think people are trying to, it's a copycat industry. It's just like football. It's just like other things where something's successful and the rest of the industry will copy that success. That's how I feel. All right. Lucas. Yeah, the, obviously my first MTE, but I've been to a ton of trade shows being in landscaping for seven years. There's two of them in my town every year. Been down every year the past 10 years. And MTE is a lot different than a lot of the different trade shows I've gone to. Um, 
there was a lot more variety just for such a niche part of, of overall car industry, just in the automotive industry, it was incredible to see how many different things that started as an idea and sprouted into businesses and sprouted into now we have a booth at MTE and there's so many different ways you can, you know, there's just so much information and different styles of booths. And I thought some of the, some of the brands, even ones that haven't been around that long had, immaculate beautiful displays that were very eye-catching and drew people in and then there was stuff that i found where it was like oh i didn't even see you and i've walked around this whole place five times and then turns out it's a really neat thing but you know and yeah like like the podcast right next to you that was (laughs) there was a podcast on every corner and all over the place somebody was recording something oh cool man Derek. Um, I did think it was cause like, especially when we were setting up, I mean, I think I looked over and I was like, are they really going to be like right here? But it was, it was kind of like weird, but it did seem like compared to last year, the, um, the, the emphasis on like, uh, more of like a group community, like come sit down and stay in our booth was like, was like a big, uh, even the, I mean, it was on the other side, like where we were, even on the other side. Not, I know what booth you're talking about as far as like the, uh, the bigger booth that was, that they weren't that big last year, but the, there was another booth where they had like a whole like LED panel set up. Uh, I don't know how popular it was. I mean, I didn't really see, but I, it was, it was kind of interesting. Like I was just kind of going like, huh, like really, like we all, we've been doing this for a while now and you got all this going on. It just seemed a little weird, but. Um, I don't know. That was, that was, that was really, it just, it just seemed like the influence that we were, they were put on the industry is really starting to like change people to like, they were kind of saying, it's like, they see, see success going on or it's like, well, maybe we should do it too. But I don't know. It just seemed a little weird. John from Einstein. How did you see, uh, as a community, your first time there, you saw the community began to influence what, what different influences did you see? It was it was it was actually really really cool. Um, it was uh, definitely one thing I noticed a lot because I'm I'm uh, dude. I will go into malls. I go to place just to people watch, just because I'm just a dork like that. Um, people are funny, but it's also one of those you know. Uh, there was a whole lot of uh, uh, like boyfriend girlfriend just broke up, and I'm kind of looking over at you, and you, know, you, you look at them, and they 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 see you looking, and they look away real fast. It's just there was a whole lot of people that I noticed in general that were watching what we were doing. And I just thought that was cool. Um, the presence of, of what we're up to and what we're focusing on um, because our circle, no matter what people were coming in, having a beer and there was never any negative energy. There truly wasn't from vendors to competitors. It didn't make a difference. Uh, I mean, it just, people come over, had a beer and they never just grabbed a beer and just left. Someone always stopped and talked and to be able to uh, see that when, when you consider, you know, us being, you know, a a great, you know, uh, entity. I mean, we really are. I mean, we were, we're a great entity and we were right in that center of it. And it just felt like we were a heartbeat for you know especially like how it was described last year to what i got a chance to see this year be my first one and watched i don't know it just seemed like what we did and what you're doing and then watching it branch out it's like 
you can perfect something as much as you want, but it always starts at the root. And, and right where the root is, is, is I think where we were, I just felt we were right in that center of it. And it just, it was a separate positive feeling. So it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And the podcast that was next to us, man, those guys are great. They, we shared pictures back and forth. We made sure that we didn't overlap each other on audio. You know, they, they were right in with it too. So it, you know, and it wasn't their fault. They, they got stuck next to us and they didn't know that, you know, and everybody was like, wait a second, how are we going to do this? But you know, we worked it out. So, you know, those were good, good guys over there. Mike, what were your thoughts as you began to walk around, whether it was at the community pub and you saw everybody there, or maybe it was just walking around and seeing how, how, you know, this little group called the Pines of Polishing podcast uh, powered by Hyperclean has begun to influence the industry. What were your thoughts? I loved it, but I have some thoughts and it may not be real popular among the group. And what I'm about to say, maybe you're the only one in the group that's going to understand this. We have a very similar background. I would caution you, Marty. Solomon said it best. Pride cometh before a fall. Be very careful. Oh, most definitely. Because I, I love you, brother. I, I, yeah. I love you to death. I, I love me... Nick. Hold on, and Mike. Hold I on. love Hyper Clean. Hold on, Mike. Hold on. But you, you made a comment, so let me say that. Like, and as you met me and you know me, I, I'm not a prideful person. I actually, when, when we talked about people that fake it in that episode, I told people, go back and listen, look at the, what we put out on our stories. I actually show all my failures. Okay. It's more of, it's more of talking about the influence, not on pride as comes before the fall, but as fucking hell. Yeah. I went through a lot of shit. I dug out and now there's a lot of people starting to recognize. And if we don't ever share it, we don't ever talk about where it came from. Well, it's also important to recognize trends and you are for sure a trendsetter. Um, and I, th I think that's, that's important to give you the credit for, but I'm just, I guess at my age, I have gut feelings and they make me nervous. And, um, you know, I, I just, I just, I just wanted to say that that's the biggest reason I came on tonight because of about the amount of respect I have for you and Nick and the boys that, you know, I met, I, I can't say Brandon Shawshank, Brandon from Tim's. Oh, by the way, Brandon from Tim's. Your Afro ain't nothing compared to mine, what it used to be. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I was overwhelmed with a lot of respect and, and, and caring and love. I just, maybe I care too much. So I, I worry. Um, my boss in a construction meeting said the other someone said the other day mike you worry too much and my boss said i pay him to worry and it's just in my nature um and i i really think what happened at mtde across the board 
was really good. It was, I was overwhelmed with it. Um, I was overwhelmed. I'm thinking to myself, why is a part-time dealer getting all this respect? And, you know, I, I was just, I, I can't thank everybody enough, um, especially within the hyper-clean family or community. Community. Um, Brandon from Tams, I, I have I just can't thank you all enough. I just can't thank you all enough. Mike, as always, man, it's it's always great. Uh, it was a pleasure to meet you. I didn't realize you were so tall. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing, Marty. You're, you're, same thing. you're a big old boy. All right, yeah, Dustin. Yeah, I'm a big old boy. Yeah, Dustin from Quick Split, he said he's got his Wi-Fi got, going. Dustin, what were your thoughts about the influence of the community onto the industry? Uh, it was a good time. I, I definitely think we made a pretty good stamp there. Um, and you know, just like you, myself, Brandon, Derek and Nick talked, uh, you know, we, we kind of our mark there, I feel like, and, uh, and it was positive. I, I don't think it was so much, Hey, check us out, you know, F you type deal. Um, everybody that came in was just happy with the, the display and, you know, what we had going on there, everybody came in, had a beer, talked to us. I mean, we, we had people there from pro grade only coding companies, uh, you know, Mike Phillips, of course, you know, some really big names in the industry, just stopping by to hang out, chit chat and, uh, dive into what was going on, on, on stage there. And, uh, it, it was a good time. Um, I definitely think the detailing industry, um, needs to step it up versus the PDR guys. I mean, they had it going on over there. Um, so I, I hope to see them really step it up, maybe bring like some competition games uh, into the industry, into, into these expo shows, paint correction stuff. Um, you know, they, you know, allow some technicians to win some prizes. It, it would be cool. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to what's going to come, you know, next year or, you know, SDC will be cool. I'm sure it's a little small, smaller scale, but, uh, hey, sky's the limit. I definitely think detailing is on a major uprising when it comes to these shows, but would 100% uh, love to see some sort of uh, competition going on among technicians in the detailing industry just to hype it up a little bit. That's all. M MTE is definitely heavy on the PDR. It definitely is. And uh, some of the PDR people that I talked to, they said, well, it's because PDR techs come with money and they bring money to spend. I said, a lot of detailers don't like to spend money as much as PDR people. Let's go. How we doing? All right, uh, Derek. Um. So I, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, like Dustin was saying, as far as like the, cause they have the PD of the Dental Olympics and stuff. There were two guys dressed up as Bert and Ernie doing the PDR Olympics. And the guy's eyebrows were having me laughing so hard because he, he literally drew like the straight line across like the puppet and he had the hair and these two guys were pulling out dents as Bert and Ernie. And I was like, whoa like i'm sorry i don't know if anyone saw it but i, I that's what i'm saying like that was pretty funny but 
That is funny. Hey, Scott, I'm curious from you as we move over into final kind of discussion to toss around tonight, where do you think ceramic coatings go in the future? Because that was our tab out question, and there was a lot of really great information tossed around. And uh, love to know what your thoughts, you know, is different uh, multi-layers to lifetime coatings to graphene, you know, but here at HyperClean, we've been so specific on one, two, and three years, not to say we couldn't go further later, but definitely dove into one, two, and three years. That's, that's our bread and butter. There's a lot of different theories going around in the industry. You know, what, where are you at? Where do you think the future of coatings go? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And um, when ceramics first started coming out, I, I fought them, I'm not going to lie. I, I started detailing in, in 89. So sealant, sealants were hard enough to, to, to wrap my head around, and I, and I love sealants. So once I got into sealants, ceramics, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, we got to change again? What the hell happened? But uh, the one of the guys I had working with me at the time, he went on the Ceramic Pro bandwagon, which I've used the product. It's a great product but he was all about the lifetime and I never understood it. Number one, I didn't want to warranty it. I did not want to back it. It just, you can't control what's going to happen. And, 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 and like you talk about with, and now the, the Uno those trace, but the one year and the two years, uh, they're, they're very comfortable for me. And I see them working better for the customer. And that's what I focus on with, with I've always focused on is what's going to help me and the customer it's going to make it easier for me to keep their car clean, but it's going to help them out in the long run. It's not just about lining, lining the bank account and um, the whole thing, the five and the seven year and, and stuff like that. It's like, I think we all here know that your, your best coding is because of your best prep and people are out there getting these coding from dealerships and wherever where somebody's, going out and washing a car and wiping it down with alcohol and putting on a coating. And then they go drive it through a car wash, you know, once a week, every week, if not more. And I think that as we've talked about, and again, thank you for the community because, sorry, but thank you for the community because it's a matter of educating the customer, educating everybody around it. And there's too many talking heads in the wrong way that obviously have more money but you know what what's going to help and now we've got graphene and and i'm i'm excited for anything but again what works and i think that the the future of the coatings it's going to be it's going to kind of be a hot mess for a little while because you're going to have a bunch bunch more come into it and my wife and i we we didn't even go to too many of the new product places we were not in the expo very long and went back to the the ones we know i'm really trying to streamline what i use um, i'm loving the hyper clean products and and there's a few others that i really i've, I've always liked and I'm, I'm still sticking with them there's still some new ones that will come out and i think that it's just going to be a, you know a matter of testing the waters but i mean wd-40's probably got one out i mean everybody's <laughs> gonna have one bush light might actually work as a hey! <laughs> so it's the, the I, I, if I could foretell the future, I'd be on a mountain in Tibet. But it's it, I think that these communities, sorry, community, community, 
um, will will help immensely because you can bounce these ideas off of other detailers that are, as they say, in the trenches and people that are actually doing it, not just a keyboard cowboy. Oh, love it. Dustin, I forgot to ask you earlier. I know you were in and out with some audio, but uh, now that you're back in, let's go over those real quick so you can voice your opinion. First of all, uh, what was your thoughts on the community pub walking out into that? Uh, where did your mindset go? Uh, it was a great time just seeing everybody enjoy themselves and uh, just getting to catch up with everybody you've met on the internet and, uh, you know, just seeing how their lives are outside of social media. Um, and, you know, not only meeting up with the people that you've met online, but, uh, the new people that you've met through others, uh, you know, I, I can't count on two hands, the amount of people that, uh, you know, we've got, we've gotten to know just through MTE, uh, the networking was great and everybody had an incredible time. Um, even when we ran out of drink tickets, there were more supplied. <laughs> so that's always a plus. Um, but other than that, uh, fantastic time. And uh, I don't think a single person could walk out of there and say that uh, it was anything less than what they expected. What are your thoughts on the community being a massive influence into the industry? Um, I, like I said earlier, I, I think uh, we made a, a huge um, imprint on our industry and uh, I, I mean I, like I said you can't count how many detail detailers and, and detail businesses came into uh, our display yeah, my, there and, and hung bad, out. Yeah, I, you, you did yeah sorry you did say that earlier I sometimes you know Mike I, I'm only 43 but sometimes I get up there in age mentally and I forget things so uh, it's okay for people to remind me. I, I appreciate that. Uh, okay. So then what are your thoughts on, uh, where does the industry go on ceramic coatings? Where do you think it all goes? Um, I mean, it's, it's in our belief with HyperClean. I think it's pushing more towards that one, two, three year, um, you know, ceramic coatings. Uh, I think long-term coatings are gonna, you know, I don't even want to say that they'll go away because that somebody out there is always going to market for that. And, you know, like Mike Phillips said, I mean, long-term coatings do have their place, but over time, a daily driver, if you slap a five, seven year coating on that, it's going to become heavily decontaminated even further past what an iron remover can do. So if you need to hit it with a polisher, you're probably going to pull con some contaminants out of that. And I, I like his standpoint on that. So I, I think a lot more people are going to push for that, you know, one, two, three year coding deal and influence their customers on that. I would like to see that because I, I do a lot of that. I, I speak realistic uh, to my customers. I'm like, hey, look, how long are you going to keep this thing? Oh, well, maybe two years. I might keep it five years. Cool. Well, you know, I don't want to see you waste your money. Uh, I don't want to hit you over the head with a $1,500 bill um, if you're going to trade this thing off in 18 months. So let's get you into a, you know, basic wash clay prep and uh, it was two year coding. Cool. The customer is going to come back to me more often because, hey, they spent, you know, we'll just say 600 bucks versus 1500 bucks. 
So, you know, if they trade that thing off in two years, they're going to come right back and say, hey, let's throw another coating on it. Versus if I hit them over the head with a five-year coating, I might not see them for five years. So uh, it, it'll be interesting how it all unfolds, but I, I think uh, everything's headed towards that, you know, maximum of three-year coating deals. All right. Brandon from Tim's, what are your thoughts? Where does the industry go for ceramic coatings? I mean, I think it can go nowhere but up, right? I mean, the products and technologies is just going to keep getting better and better. <clears throat> and, you know, it's like, you know, they were saying one and two year coatings, three year coatings, that's really the way to go. Because um, you, you keep gets five, seven, or, you know, lifetime coatings, they're just going to get messed up and jacked up. And you're going to have to go back and redo them again when you can just redo them every two years when the, you know, the coating comes off. Um, so, I mean, it, it can't go nowhere, but up and just, we just, it's, it's, but it's up to us to kind of educate the, you know, our customers and, and people about the coatings. Cause they, you know, even around here, you say, you know, anything about ceramic coatings and well, I've heard something about them, you know, and they really don't know what it is. So you got to, it's up to us to really educate our customers. All right, cool. Mike, I know you got to run. You want to tie in real quick before we head out. Where do you think the industry goes with ceramic coatings? I'm hoping it goes to a two to three. Um, I know I'm doing the same thing as most of the guys in our community are doing. Community. I'm saying, how long are you going to keep the car? Um, and... You know, if it's two or three years, I offer a two or three year. Um, and I explain to them my process and what I think is most important for the longevity of their paint. And, you know, we move forward. I think that that I, you know, the bottom line is, you know, I live in a relatively small city million people in the surrounding areas and i want that reputation of the guy that worries most about their customers you know at the end of the day um you know i want to be able to sell this off um when i'm older and i can't do it anymore and you know, the guy I give it to, I want to be able to, I want him to have my reputation. Oh, yeah. Mike, we got nothing but love for you, brother. We, you always got a uh, great information and keep on saying what you believe, man. Yeah. Thank you very much. And guys, thank you so much for the, for, for the respect at MTE. Oh yeah. Um, Brandon from Tim's work on that Afro. You got a long ways to go. No, I, I showed you that picture. No, Don't no, show it to anybody else. No, that's you know? Derek from DJD. Or, I'm sorry, Derek. That Derek. was a Derek. Great photo. Don't show that picture to anybody else. Oh, I won't. I won't. Um, <laughs> oh wait, hold on. This picture, Mike. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so you know, I mean. Just thanks. Um, Brandon Shawshank, thank you. Um, Nick, cooking with Nick, thank you. Um, all you guys from Hyper Clean that I that I met, thank you. 
Um, I really appreciate it. I really, I really had a great weekend and, um, I got a scoot. I got a 7 a.m. meeting and we also got six to eight inches of snow coming for the morning. So I got to be up and at my site by six. So I better hit it. Good luck. Thank you, buddy. Community. Community. Good night. All right. Cooking with Nick. I'd uh, love to know your thoughts because uh, we know where Brandon from Shawshank is going to go. And you're at a dealership. So I'd really love to know what are your thoughts on where do ceramic coatings go in the industry? Um, well, I think we're going to find a balance, really. Like, you've seen the people go, oh, you need IR lamps and you need all this and that to get a, a good coating. And you've seen that side of the industry. And we, and there's, not much middle ground or hasn't been much middle ground and in between that and the people that are just easy consumer grade prioritized 100 ease of use coatings that don't last very long or whatever so i think soon we're going to find that that nice happy balance in between all the different factors of what makes a good coating a good coating to somebody whether it be easy use or strength we're going to find a lot of companies develop products better and better and better to come to a happy medium with that but we're also going to see a whole bunch of of people put the name ceramic coating on everything it's going to be the new hot wax or sealant or whatever we're already seeing it roll out everywhere in car washes and we might even start seeing it roll out at dealerships and they might not even sell the right coating so again there's going to be a balance that that evens out over time and, and the the chase of that balance is going to get better and better and better and better over the years so you mentioned dealerships. Uh, one sure. of the theories, which is Brandon from Shawshank, which is why I mentioned you earlier. Like, I think if I understand your philosophy, you feel that, as you already stated, BMW has started to put ceramics into their paint. Um, you feel that that will be kind of the next waves that, that, that manufacturers will actually be putting ceramics into the paint. So, Nick, what would that be like? at a level at a dealership if that happens what would it be like for you do you can, have you thought about that well it could, it could, it could kind of go one of two ways you could have it in the manufacturing process be it in the actual paint that's put on the panel if you have a, a ceramic that is actually legitimately like mixed into the paint and spread in the vehicle of your paint or do you have somebody at the dealership which is very separate from the manufacturer, unless you're at like a Tesla location um, or a company that sells manufacturer to customer, but usually dealerships, they're a middleman between the, the manufacturer and you. So you could have the manufacturer installing something in literally in the paint, or you could have a dealership or some third party, whatever factor, putting a coating on the paint, whether it be a legitimate, you know, coating with an applicator like we use the seat or certain dealerships could just spray something on that has ceramic in it and do that and that'll be hard to decipher years on the road oh cool brandon from shawshank fill in a little bit more of your full opinion i, I know that uh, you answered it on your episode i think or when you were up i, I think you've answered it publicly but 
or maybe I just hollered at you when there was another opinion. That's what it was. Uh, was that that wasn't Jason Rose, was it? No, that it was, was Chris uh, from Flex, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Chris from Flex, yeah. right? Yeah, and it, you guys shared the same opinion. Why don't you go into that a little bit? Yeah, um, I was mentioning that it's in BMW paints, and I what I didn't mention to you, it's also also in some of the aftermarket paints in a body shop I go into, and I went and talked to. Um, was it Jason that works for Sonax who works? Yes. For Sonax? Mm -hmm. So I went and talked to him after the podcast and we were both just spitballing because we both experienced it. The paint is rock hard. I was telling him I was working on an, a 1960 Porsche with it and I was wet sanding with 800 grit and it wasn't even knocking down the orange peel. The stuff is insane. Um, so I do see that being a future, but the other part of the future of coatings, I believe are going to happen because people are going to one and two and three-year coatings. They're becoming more affordable. Um, they're also becoming very easy to use. I also think the other portion of it is it's not going to be a detailer thing anymore. I think it's going to be something that someone buys on the weekend and does on their own car. All right. And that was another theory that, which I'd said seemed to be the majority of what everybody kept talking about. There was, uh, we talked about it today on an episode, me and Nick, and it was like, you know, there was a couple of theories that were tossed around, but the predominant theme was, Hey, listen, they're going to get so much easier for people to use. That's where it has to go. No, I think it's what I, you said. Yeah. Yeah. I fully agree. I think it's going to be more, I think it's going to be less industry oriented like it is now and it's going to be more retail oriented um unless they keep developing i saw a self-healing one at the show they're going to change the name up like nick said ceramic is such a, a buzzword right now that's why people are coming out with graphene so you got a new buzzword i think there's going to be all these things happening but eventually it's just going to be something you can go to walmart and buy and it's going to be legitimate and you can put it on your car all right. Cool. Derek. Uh, I was, I was thinking the same thing. It's like, you know, I mean, I, I have a lot of customers where they, they're, they have more like uh, they're really into like atoms or chemical guys and they have whole rows of products and stuff. And that guy had a whole, you know, really expensive cattle cabinet of all the stuff in there. Um, I think uh, as far as like detailing go and like, we're going to, we might still be able to do in the paint correction portion of it, but I, I've been seeing a lot of new cars that really don't have a ton of stuff on them versus like, we're seeing a lot of like wet sanding marks and stuff in the paint and, and like you got customers where they don't want to mess with, Oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to mess behind a polisher. So as far as the physical aspect goes, we're still going to be doing a lot of that. But as far as the coatings go, once Walmart starts carrying or like uh, AutoZone starts carrying like a legit, like bottle, like C courts or whatever company is going to be selling it in store. I know a couple of tried and they were just, they were, they were terrible, but then we're going to start. That's why I see the future going where it's just so easy to use. But I mean, we're getting to the point now of like, even like, you know, like Uno, like I've done entire panels and casually turned around and grabbed my towels and buffed off. And I'm just, you know, I'm not getting high spots and stuff, even with like Trey, you can, I've done whole panels with Trey too, like, but it was kind of cool out, but entire panels. And what I, what I'm interested to see is, and like, I think I was even talking to all these guys that when we were at the community was coatings that like, you know, some of these coatings that don't offer like quote unquote, like warranties with them, they're getting pretty easy to apply. And they're, they're lasting longer than coatings that like, you gotta, you gotta go through a whole train to get. And it's like, well, maybe if I can just go buy this coating and then apply it, like anyone can buy it and apply it. And it's lasting longer than a coating. I got to spend all this money. to. Go. I think a lot of those, the warranted ones are going to start going away soon. 
where like people aren't really going to want it. Uh, Lucas, what are your thoughts? Where does the industry go with coatings? Um, I think I'd just probably echo what everyone else has been saying where there's, I think <laughs> there's a future for pretty much uh, as technology. I mean, a new coating brand pops up every day and a new one fades out every day. I think the ones that offer a good, a good product is, I mean, the thing that sells a ceramic coating to a customer is going to be, uh, yeah, the way we sell them may be different, but the way that the industry has sold it to the consumer is that this is a long lasting product. It's a wax that lasts forever. That's what a lot of consumers think a ceramic coating is. Um, so we need to educate, tell customers, um, yes, it does last a lot longer than a wax or a seal will, but it's not the only benefit or the only reason you should want a coating. And um, yeah, I, I think we should market ourselves and our work before, you know, uh, being a marketing rep for any, any company's brand, we should be focusing on our brand first. And I think that's, what's going to sell a quality product is your, your work that comes before the coding, no matter what the coding you use is. Thanks, John, did you, can't remember. Did you chime in? No, not yet. Uh, you know, I just, I just think, you know, um, just like Scott and I talked, you know, at AFTE, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue to uh, use products that work for my business. But more importantly, um, it's always going to grow. It, it, it's, everything has to evolve and we either have to evolve with it or, or we just get stuck in certain worlds. And, and even if it, you know, the, the bubble gets to a certain point and it just pops, sometimes we just have to ride that wave. And so, I mean, I don't think ceramic coatings are, are, are going away. I think that, you know, as soon as ceramic coatings is, is stays solid, as graphene is, is the new buzz right now, it gets where it's at. There's going to be graphite, titanium. There's going to be some, some new name that's just going to pop out because somebody accidentally mixed two products together and go, holy crap, this shit, this works. And they're going to name it, you know, they'll run it for six months, then they'll decide to throw it on a car and they'll come up with some crazy name. So... I don't think it's going away. I just think it's one of those that, you know, I think, uh, uh, and I always screw up his name, uh, Ansi or Ansi from uh, uh, 3D. Uh, when he was at our booth. Ansi. Yeah. He, he was at our booth talking to us. And, and, and so I was like picking his brain. And when he laid out exactly something that I had seen years ago, where he says, you know, we can lay out, you know, all these ceramic coatings and we can put a dot. Uh, on, on a panel and we can just leave it for 24 hours. He's like, and the ones that harden, the ones that are specifically uh, cured, doing exactly what they, that's true ceramic coating. And so I'm like, Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm buy products just to test them because it's one of those that I think just like every other product out there. And I think that's where like Scott and I resonated where we, we had talked is I believe in the products I use every day because I know what they do. I know how they work. Um, I just had this conversation with a client uh, today that I said, I can't, you know, he's like, oh, I want this coating on my car. I'm like, okay, I've used that, but I don't go that route. I go with this coating because I know that it works for these reasons. And so I just think it's just, it really is going to boil down to education on, on the detailer side, not just jumping on the, the hype bandwagon, but then it's also going to be just the education of what true ceramic coating is real fast. If you guys ever have any problems 
distinguishing or explaining what ceramic coating is. I'm going to give you a great piece of nugget here, okay? Write it down. Hey, Lucas, before it. you hop off, hold on, John. Lucas, before you hop off, you're going to love the tab out question. So if you got just a couple minutes, we'll let John finish, and you can be the first one to answer, and then you can hop off. I will make this quick. Ceramic coating, explain it like this. What's currently on their car, wax sealant, is like regular clear coat to their nails. The ladies, so many ladies have seen it this way, and they've actually gone, oh, shit, I want this on my car. That what's on their car now, wax or something like that, is like standard clear coat to their nails. It looks good, it lasts, but it's short term. You're going to have to reapply it to keep it looking good. Ceramic coating is like gel coat to their nails. It gets bonded on with a lamp, bonded on with the sun, time, whatever the case is, and it creates a bond with the paint. And that is a longevity thing. I'm not kidding. If you use that analogy, it will make women understand, but it'll also make them feel like you're not over talking to them. They're, you're explaining something very simple that they actually understand. So nails, gel coat, like ceramic coating. I think Scott's wife agrees. Yeah. She I agree. In. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Scott's wife agrees. All right. Uh, Lucas, before we hop off, let's jump into the tab out question of the night. And Derek, this is, yeah, we're right. We're, yeah, we're ready for this one because it's, it's a lot of fun. Given that uh, we're on the two year anniversary of the first tab out question at Mobile Tech Expo from two years ago. We were in, uh, you know, the sunny state of Florida, as you know, so we had to choose uh, you know, to link up with things that people might know that happen in Orlando, such as maybe Disney World. So, Derek, what's the tab out question for tonight? All right, guys. So, uh, yes, mobile tech is in Florida, but uh, Disney World is also in Florida. So uh, in Mobile Tech 2020, we had a question, and I'm going to ask you guys all the same question. I want to see what everyone's response is. I know I had a good one. So um, you're in Disney World. Mobile Tech's over. What Disney princess are you hooking up with at the end of the night? Lucas, your cartoon Jasmine. character, which Disney princess are you going to be enjoying? Jasmine. Because, wow. uh, have you seen the movie Aladdin? <laughs> Come on, Jasmine. All right, cool. Thank you, sir. Enjoy your night, Brandon from. Yeah, Shopping. you too, guys. Have a good one. All right, you too, brother. It was it was great to meet you, man. So great hanging out, and uh, here's to community, brother. Yeah, for sure. And I appreciate you uh, uh, making me buy a gallon of slick instead of a little bottle. That shit is uh, it's rather nice. Yeah, yeah. Good. Thank you. Appreciate yep. that. See you guys. Brandon from Shawshank. Yeah, uh, I would have said Jasmine too, but recently was... with with my kids, uh, they love Frozen and man, Elsa. Something about Elsa. Um, <laughs> but real quick, before you switch, uh, Antsy, I have to say, I forgot to say earlier, that was one of my favorite parts of the weekend too. That man is so Sorry. knowledgeable. You had you had the one of the most knowledgeable, famous people up on your podcast that I found yeah. myself drawing to Ansi talking and listening to yeah. him. That man has so much knowledge, and it was really cool meeting him. Well, we'll yeah. try and get him on the pub one time. Thank That'd you. be a lot of fun to pick his brand. Yeah, 
All right. So you said uh, it's Elsa, huh? Elsa's uh, your go-to. Yeah, Lucas had to steal my Jasmine, so I'm That's going That's okay. Listen, Jasmine, I think, Derek, wasn't Jasmine the number one from a couple of years ago? I think it, it, Jasmine was was number one, everyone was saying. The, the instrument was, well, we'll go out with the instruments later. All right, Scott, um, you know, tell your wife to put on her earmuffs. She's not going to want to know. She she already heard. I was I was there for it. I actually said right out. I said Snow White. She looked at me like, "What the?" <laughs> and that's what I. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. The most interesting one from a couple of years ago was how many people chose Snow White. Yeah. Snow White. Well, no, no, story. But the re the reason is is because years ago we were at a bar at Penn Station in New York, and the bartender was. It just, was Halloween. Halloween. And the bartender is. Yeah, that makes a good point. <laughs> The bartender was dressed up as Snow White. She was hot as shit. She was hot. My, my wife admits it. She was hot. And she was buying me drinks all night long. The bartender Whoa. was. And my wife's like, I'll, 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 give you, I'll give you the go on this if you need it. <laughs> oh, my God. I still, I still have one of the, one of the tokens. Oh, <laughs> You were just taking from somebody and throwing my way. I was like, holy shit, but she was hot. She was don't, hot. Don't blame me there then. Snow White, it is. <laughs> I don't hey. know much Disney, but I know my Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. All right. Uh, let's do something fun, Derek. Let's ask Scott's wife who she's going to choose. Ooh. Which uh, prince will Scott's wife she choose? choose Snow White. Okay. Well, you're going to keep me like over here off, off, off picture. <laughs> I want to know. Possibly shoot Snow White off with that night, but um, oh my, I don't know. Um, you know Disney better than I do. I know. I would go with if Eric you, off. If you choose, of, if I would go dwarf, with Eric off of Little that? Mermaid. Oh. Okay. 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 Interesting. Thanks, Scott's wife. Thank God she didn't choose a dwarf. I would have been. <laughs> that would have been funny. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> or Shrek. God damn! Well, she did choose Shrek. Kind of looks like Eric on Little Mermaid, so Wait, it works. Or Shrek. I was gonna say which Shrek? Human, Shrek? human Shrek or Ogre Shrek? Oh yeah, Human Shrek was pretty pretty dapper. You're right. <laughs> All right, John from Ride and Shine. What about you, man? What princess is gonna be? Uh, well, Belle. Getting, getting that sixty Belle. minutes of fun with you. That's, or is it that's sixty Belle, seconds. I don't know yeah, which one. Belle, whatever it takes, Bell, because she she likes the beast. So. You know, so she, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, wait. I don't think anyone said that in 2020. That's not, that's a good point. Oh my god, she, she fell in love with Ugly, so it just goes up from there. So I'm cool with that. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. All right, Brandon from Tim's, I know you got a little baby there, so feel free to throw the earmuffs on that baby. You know, might taint her the rest of you know, rest of but uh. Well, if you throw those earmuffs on, man, and there's no little kids running around, you know, we, which princess is, uh, has lit your fire? Uh, Tiana, for sure. Ooh. Looks good, and she'll help you grow your business. Oh, explain. Uh, she she had her own business. That was her dream to have the 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 cafe or, or whatever the restaurant. Oh, from fr from the Princess Frog. Princess and Frog, yeah. Hmm. All right, cool. All right, cooking with Nick. This is going to be exciting, man. I, I think this one's going to be well thought out right here. It is. It is. He's an overthinker. You're right. 
I have a theory that Mulan could throw it back nicely. Oh my god. <laughs> if you think about the story, she was a warrior chick. I like the chicks that are that kind of I can't say fight back, <laughs> but the chicks that you know aren't afraid that to fight you. Um and the ones that are not afraid to get a little rough. Oh, you think of a, of a little warrior chick, like a like a a, a battle hardened individual, just whooping your ass. She would be exactly. She oh, would okay. not. She would not be afraid to to go into whatever we indulge in, and uh, like a dominatrix, man. And, and she would. I feel like of all people that are most likely to flirt back aggressively. Ooh. Given her background, she would she would make a, a fine match. So mm. it was all the leather and whips in the back of your car. Is that what that was for? Absolutely. I, speaking of back of the car, <laughs> speaking of back of the car, me and Dustin, remember, Nick, remember when we drove home from that restaurant? Hey, we my were, tires are okay. Is your car okay? My, my car is okay. All of my side fender lights stopped working. That was anticipated. No. All four, all four quit working, but that was anticipated for some deeper issues that we'll address at some other point. <laughs> oh, God. So my wife said vanilla bean because she's a uh, 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 sassy. Okay, Derek. What about is you, brother? Is Nick? Oh, I'm gonna, Mobile? I'm gonna keep with my uh, response from to Mobile Tech. Uh, uh, I don't remember her name, but Lilo's uh, sister from Lilo and Stitch. Oh, oh man. Massive hips. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I never <laughs> thought of her. Wow. I, listen, listen. I don't know the way they drew her. Like, she just had, like, those thunder. I call them thunder hips. Like, just good Lord. Like, but uh, that that movie, I haven't seen it in so long. But that movie, every time I watch it, I'm like, damn. God That's damn. funny. That's funny. You always got a blanket on when you're watching Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> Yeah, hey, wife's like, are you cold? I'm like, no, it's the summer. I'm fine. I'm just, you know, watching me on stitch. Like, <laughs> well, I, I tell every time my kids are watching Frozen, I, I tell my wife, hey, that's my girlfriend, Elsa. <laughs> but when, when she, like, becomes empowered and lets her hair down, and she's, oh, yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you think of her in the second movie, though? Because I didn't, I didn't really like the second one. She's still confident, strong. That's how I like my women. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm I'm with you on Elsa. She's pretty hot, but I'm I'm pretty sure my alt just ever since I was a little kid, it's always it, it's not too far away from you, Scott. Mine mine was was more the Cinderella style. Like I really had a thing. Like I just I always liked her for some reason. Well, no know. one mentioned mentioned a really good one, Pocahontas. Yeah, she is smart. That, that was my second. Yeah. And Cinderella because Marshall. That was just a given because of the name. <laughs> Poca. Yeah. <laughs> Derek, Derek I can't believe you would think of such things. Uh, oh, oh, it's a, it's a Disney movie. That's <laughs> why it's a tab out question. <laughs> Love it. Love it, guys. Thanks so much, man. Great, great community pub. Uh, thanks for your reflections on what went on at Mobile Tech. Thanks, Scott's wife and uh, John's wife for chiming in, no doubt. Brandon? Can I just ask Derek, uh, what was the weirdest answer back then with that question? Yeah, I don't remember. 
I don't remember. I, I thought Snow White was kind of weird because oh, just, I, I I thought maybe someone would have said something funny like Bambi. Oh no no no! Like if someone said like, if someone said like yeah uh, yeah come on Fiona. <laughs> no, I think Fiona, not Fiona. If somebody said like uh, what's her name from Wreck It Ralph, the girl little girl from Wreck It Ralph, yeah. I'm like yeah, that's Penelope. But oh, God. God. Penelope. You, gotta go. you gotta go. She's clearly a, she's clearly a toddler. Like, you gotta go. No, but, well, no, no, no. She's actually a princess. Well, no, no, not officially a princess, but she was only a princess in that one movie, but like not officially. She's a princess in her own right. But, but but what the question was about, that's just so wrong for someone to answer that way. Hey, Snow White's 14, so. But, oh. Oh, well, we got to go. We got to go. I love <laughs> oh, Mine was a bartender. <laughs> well, I'm only 5'2", so, you know. <laughs> No, John. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Wait, a minute. I think I think Barney logged off. Hey, it's no, that doesn't, that doesn't that doesn't make no. it any better. Who, who's paying for the tab on this one? Because we're off the rails now. None of we're us are going to be allowed in school zones ever. Yeah, I know. We're just like, dude, just... You guys notice Marty logged right off. No, he's he's saving himself. Oh, okay. I didn't see him. <laughs> Oh shit! We're like, we gotta get out of here. No, it was much worse. Listen, the the the, the when we asked it live, it got uh, it got pretty interesting, no doubt. Um, but I think if I remember, Derek, I'm with you. I think most people were yes. I mean, there was I kept going, wow, really? Everybody, there was a lot of people that they for some reason something about Yasmin they loved. I don't know. A lot of no people idea. did. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. All right, guys, let's. Let's wind it down and head out since John paid the tab. Appreciate that, John. Uh, thanks, thanks for John. picking up the tab. Uh, <laughs> love it. Brandon, thanks so much, man. Really enjoyed it. Scott, appreciate you hopping in. Um, listen, we're every Wednesday night, 730 Central. Love for you to keep coming back. Thanks for having me. And Cheers, John, guys. thanks. Thanks for coming. Yeah. yeah. Community. John, love it. Community. John from Ride and Shine, thanks for, uh, thanks for inviting them. And Derek, fun times, man. We'll, we'll see you next week. Brandon from Tim's. Uh, Thanks for bringing the baby on. Good to see the baby is, is rocking and rolling and enjoying that uh, bush latte. Uh, Brandon, what is the beer next week? Do well, we know? Not sure. I really don't know. I haven't thought about it yet. All right, well, uh, I'll put on HyperClean Specialist. All right. All right. Sounds good, guys. Cooking with Nick. Uh, we didn't even check in to see what you were making tonight. Apologies, brother. You're going to have to catch the Instagram. It's underscore groomed. On Instagram, uh, I made bang bang shrimp tacos. Whoa! Quick and easy, stupid easy recipe. Never want it on you, but it's on Instagram. Cool. Well, we'll go check it out, brother. Thanks, man. For sure. All right, you guys have a great night. Guys, have a good one.